Welcome to the podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Katie. And this is One One Kiss Kiss Means Forever. This is the podcast that loves to discuss everything that is wonderful and merry and also everything that is totally mixed up about all of your favorite made-for-TV romances. (laughs) The kind that you see on Netflix, Lifetime, Hallmark, and... At all. Yeah. <laughs> At all. I like it. I like it. Um, so today, we're going back to what I believe is Alicia Witt's first Hallmark movie. Really? I think so. I think that's what she said at Christmas Con. Um, or maybe it's the first Christmas movie she did. I don't know. But it's November 10th, 2013. So okay, so that makes sense. It's, it's a pretty long ago and it's called a very merry mix-up um i i'm excited let's get into it <laughs> <laughs> so according this very is merry indeed yes this is uh from the hallmark hallmark website all of that so shop owner alice chapman is nervous to meet her future in-laws at christmas especially because she is arriving ahead of her new fiance. Will Mitchum. Alice's trip becomes more stressful when her luggage is lost and her phone is damaged, leaving her no way to find Will's family. As fate would have it, she meets her future brother-in-law, Matt Mitchum, at baggage claim and is happy to get a ride home with him. As Alice meets Matt's doting family, Mom Penny, Dad Joe, Grandpa Charles, she falls in love with their festive holiday traditions and warm welcome into their home and when unexpected romance comes calling as christmas approaches alice must decide if her merry mix-up will actually turn out to be her destiny (laughs) (laughs) sorry i mean that does why i'm laughing yes uh and it stars alicia witt as he said and mark weebay i think is how you say his last name uh who i don't Weeb? Weeb? Weebay? Either way, I'm not sure he's been in a lot of other movies. Like, Alicia Witt's in everything, but... I grew up with a family whose last name was Weibel, but it's a, it was spelled basically like this without the L, with, like with an L on the mm-hmm. end, so maybe it's Weib? Web? I'm not sure. I don't know. That, I don't care either. <laughs> Well, but we do care about Alicia Witt, who we are showing a lot of Christmas love this season. Yes, we are. But she was also showing us some love because she replied and retweeted us a few times with her uh, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Christmas Tree Lane movie. Yeah, exactly. So right back at you, Alicia. The love is mutual. (laughs) Uh, So Alicia Witt is Alice Chapman, who owns a struggling antique store, both the business and the building, in Brooklyn. And it was left to her by her father, so she feels very close to it because it was her father's. Um, About a week before Christmas, her boyfriend, Will Mitchum, proposes. Mazel tov. Having never met his family, Alice agrees to go with Will out to his parents for the holidays and surprise them with the engagement news. But... Real estate developer Will is a bit of a workaholic and last minute decides to stay behind for a few extra days, sending Alice to meet strangers alone. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, honey. I'll send you to meet my family without me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Can you imagine? 
Ugh. Okay. So when Alice arrives at the destination airport, the airline has lost her bags. Uh, and the airline has also lost the package of another passenger, played by Mark. I'm going to call him Weebay. Okay. A man who is clearly drawn to Alice. Uh, you know, like, sort of like, I see her across the room and I am instantly interested. Wanting to talk to her, he manages to spill coffee all over her, ruining her now only outfit and killing her phone at 11.58. Whoops. Uh, so unfortunately for Alice, the only record of where her future in-laws live is on her phone and she can't reach Will. So whoops. <laughs> um, when she refers to herself as the future Mrs. Mitchum, this other man informs her that he is also a Mitchum. What are the chances? He's Matt Mitchum, and his brother is Billy. Billy. Will. Different nicknames, but both for William, so of course it has to be the same person, right? Um, Alice, somehow not a hardened New Yorker, <laughs> is totally cool with getting in a car with Stranger Danger Matt and going to his parents' house with him. So she thinks it's just a synchronistic coincidence that they're all happy yeah. there together. Yeah. So on the way, Matt and Alice hit a tree. Uh, so uh, distracted driving is bad. Don't do it. Uh, and they wake up in the hospital. And they're both generally fine, uh, but they have the possibility of concussions. So Matt's parents, Penny and Joe, pick Matt and Alice up from the hospital and bring them home. And Penny and Joe are totally into the idea that Alice, who they've never heard of, is engaged to their son, Billy. And they welcome her with open arms. Due to their potential head injuries, Alice and Matt have to stay awake for 24 hours because of the whole concussion thing. Um, in doing so, they hang out and talk and watch TV and bake cookies and generally flirt with each other. Like you do with your brother-in-law. <laughs> um, anyway, once they're in the clear, Alice continues to hang out with the Mitchums, practicing all their Christmas traditions. They just love her, and Alice fits in so well with this family instantly. All is going well. Uh, so back in New York, Will has not checked his messages, so he doesn't know that Alice lost her bags, killed her phones, or got into an accident. Um, or that she hasn't shown up at his parents' house that he's aware of. Yeah. Um, he's too busy selling her store building, even though she's expressed how important it is to her to keep the store. So, uh, this is like all the red flags you can want in a relationship in one person. <laughs> so, um, finally, Billy the real Billy, arrives at Mitchum's, and as you probably guessed, Billy and Will are not the same person. Like, who'd have thunk it that there'd be more than one William Mitchum in the same town? And that they didn't know of each other. Yeah. <laughs> we'll I get guess. into it. I'm sh we'll get into this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, of course, Alice is mortified. She's adopted the wrong family, and she's like, oh shit, what is happening? Oh no. Um, so she manages to get a hold of Will, who has realized now that she didn't make it to his parents, and so he decides to come get her. Uh, he's made it back. He's made it into town at this point. 
Um, but of course, uh, the Mitchums, the other Mitchums, are really sad to see uh, Alice go because they were really bonding. And especially Matt is upset to see her go because they were getting all flirty and he really, really likes her as a person. Yeah. Uh, so Will's parents are basically the exact opposite of Penny and Joe. They are cold and materialistic and really not welcoming. Uh, they don't have fun Christmas traditions or decorations or really seem to like each other. You sort of get the impression that, like, she's a trophy wife, maybe? Like, mm. you know. So after a few days, or after the few days that Alice had with the other Mitchums, this is just, like, completely depresses her. And Will mm. kind of notices that she's not her usual self, but also seems to, like, not get it or care all that much. True. Well, when you learn this behavior from your parents, you think it's normal. Right. Uh, so that night, Matt comes to find her. Um, both of them have fucked up their sleep schedules by staying awake for 24 hours. Um, so going in the, going for a walk in the middle of the night just kind of works out for them. Uh, so they go see the Christmas tree in the nearby park, which Will has never seen, even though it's visible from his childhood house. <laughs> so obviously Will has no room for whimsy. Um, so in the park... Matt essentially tells Alice that she should dump Will for him. Um, now that Alice is no longer engaged to his brother in his mind, she's pretty much fair game. Oh, yeah. And they obviously had a connection, so um, just dump that guy. Oh, yeah. And while Alice knows that that's probably the best choice, she feels tied to her promise to marry Will. Yeah. So on Christmas, Alice is missing the first Mitchum family because the new one sucks um and she tries to get them to play a christmas game but in doing so she learns that will has tried to sell her store uh and she's furious as she should be because fuck um and so she goes for a walk to clear her head and she runs into matt's grandfather who gives her a christmas present from matt and when she returns to will he tries to make her feel better by giving her a lease to a different space which is sort of like doubling on the like you don't listen to me like you're not yep. you're not getting that I want to keep the business in the store and you're not getting why um and so Alice realizes that he's never going to understand her um and like what is important to her so not wanting to break down in front of Will Alice goes to the bathroom <laughs> to have her little breakdown like you do yeah but while she's inside the bathroom in private she opens matt's gift which is this beautiful little clock that he made for her um and in seeing it she realizes that matt truly gets her um you know she likes antiques and clocks and things like that and somehow he knew and made a clock for her so obviously <laughs> soulmate <laughs> um, so she goes out breaks up with will and then that clock stops right at eleven fifty eight. So kind of like, bad job making the clock mat, but also magic number. <laughs> so Alice runs to the park to find Matt at the Christmas tree. I don't know why they, she knew that, but she did. Um, Soulmate, Santa. <laughs> so there they express their love and they kiss. And since one kiss means forever, we know that the future Mrs. Mitchum has found the correct Mitchum. And Mitchum family for herself. 
Um, and then we cut to a year later. They're running the antique store together. They're super in love. And their parents are coming to visit and meet each other. And then Matt finds an antique wedding ring in a box that he bought in an auction. So what do we think is going to happen? I wonder. Not really. I don't When kiss means forever. <laughs> <laughs> the end. What a merry mix-up. What a merry mix-up. Um, there's so much about this movie I would love to talk about. And I'm going to be do my absolute best to keep it minimal. Because I could pick this movie apart like nobody's business. Because it's insanity. But I want to start at the beginning with the proposal. Okay. Because I feel like this is the potentially worst public proposal in any movie. <laughs> Let's hear about it. I mean, maybe not in any movie, but it's it's right up there. So first of all, he takes her to a restaurant that she doesn't like. And it seems like it's a vegetarian restaurant, and I get the impression that Hallmark is being anti-vegetarian here, and I dislike that. But yep. he takes her to a restaurant that she's not into. So uh, strike one. Strike two. They've clearly never discussed marriage before because she is very thrown. Strike three, for me, is that he does the, like, banging on the glass and he makes everyone in the fucking restaurant stop their things to be witness to his proposal. So gross. Which is... So this place that they go is like a restaurant that I would be like, ooh, that do take me there for a date, please. Like, this looks like my kind of place, even if it's not hers. And I would have been real annoyed if somebody was like, hey, everybody, stop what you're doing so you can pay attention to me, even though you don't know me and I'm a stranger. I just want to propose and have you all notice. <laughs> like, no. How and then. Her reaction is so obviously like, shit, I want to say no and I'm in public and so I I can't. And it's so obvious. Well, you know how we feel about public proposals. Oh, it's so bad. It it makes me angry thinking about it. (laughs) (laughs) Steam is coming out of Hannah's ears. That I see in the, in the yeah, Zoom yeah. chat. Oh my god. So that that's where it just like everything about it is wrong. Um uh my my biggest sort of what the fuck moment is um okay, it's it's not really a what the fuck moment, but it's sort of like, uh really? So when they're trying to stay awake, when they have to stay awake for twenty four mm-hmm. hours, like their job is to stay awake and they get tucked in on the couch <laughs> together like she's like okay guys. like their the mama mitchum is like all right you guys gotta stay in but here's a blanket and here's a pillow and i'm gonna like tuck you in and so they're getting all cozy but they're supposed to stay awake <laughs> so that's just like not really good conditions no. to to keep up i think but then later on they decide that they're going on a mission for cookies and because they're concussed or possibly concussed they act like they're drunk and they're like trying to stay quiet and in doing so you know they 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 have that moment where like they're louder because the lights are off like mom even comes and like turns on the light 
But they go on a mission for cookies. So they're trying to find cookies, but instead they find baking supplies <laughs> and they decide to make cookies. <laughs> and and to, in in my in my brain, I'm sort of like, I'm sure Mama Mitchum has already cooked oh, and baked there a is lot of cookies. A hundred percent cookies in this house. There is no right, so way there's not cookies in this house. <laughs> <laughs> I I know it's like not really a what the fuck moment, but Every time I watch this movie, and I've watched it a few times now, um, like I, that's like the number one thing to me is like you guys are really bad at this. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, so the there are two other like really important what the fuck. I don't know if I would call them moments to me, but um, ideas. Okay. So number one is the plot of this movie centers around the fact that there are two William Mitchums in the same town who do not know about each other, which I think is nuts, and, and who are also are about the same age. So in theory, went to school right. together. Um, and so first of all, is Mitchum, I, I've never met a Mitchum. It's not, like, this is not Smith. What, right. are, is this, is Mitchum a popular name? I don't, I, not to my knowledge. That they wouldn't know about each other. And the fact that this is such an easy fix by like, oh, yeah, this is my brother. Here's like no one has seen any pictures of anyone at any time. Right. Like there's no picture like current pictures of Billy in the house, I guess. Alice has never seen a picture of Will's parents. Like. Yeah, what? And, and at this point it's 2013, and so social media is like a thing, right? I'm sure she would have seen pictures like on Facebook or, right? Like, I'm least. I'm sorry. At this point, smartphones are a thing. That you, you have pictures on your phone. I don't buy it. I don't. In in defense of this, though, it, Alice is a bit dotty. Yes, to be. To be kind, so I, I find that this character completely plausibly might not have a Facebook account. Sure. Or have, like, ever thought about that, um, like, oh, I have never seen your parents, this and that. Oh, everything's fine. I mean, oh, maybe, blah, blah, blah. but, like, it's so baffling to me. And, and I realize <laughs> that the whole plot, plot centers on it, so you have to buy into it. But it's, it's hard. <laughs> and on the same lines, though, like, uh, it, another thing that it kind of clinches is the fact that Will never calls his parents when he doesn't hear from Alice. Right. Like, days go by, and he doesn't call his parents to say, like, hey, has she shown up yet? I haven't heard from her. I mean, I know that's supposed to add to his, like, he's not the right person, he's a bad person kind of deal. But if he had just called or his parents just said, your girlfriend was coming, right? Yeah. Um, like, the, then none of this would have happened. Like, the fact that he, he doesn't check his messages, he doesn't, like, seem that concerned that he doesn't hear back from her ever. Like, yeah. it's just so weird. Everyone is very self-involved, I think, Ooh. just in this movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um... My last what the fuck moment that I think we do need to discuss is the lost bags. Because that plot disappears from this it movie. Dies. <laughs> yeah. 
they, as far as I can tell, they do not get those bags back. But then she has luggage. She goes to the other Mitchum house with her luggage. With a bag, I think. I don't know. I don't I think so. I don't know. But she she seems to never get her, her bags back, or we are never told she gets her bags back. Matt lost, like, he made his grandfather, like, a, 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 a special thing. Clock? I don't remember what it was. Then. I don't. Yeah, he, but he made it. He it's like spent a lot of time, and it was he made his grandfather a Christmas present, and that's what got lost. And he was very upset about it because obviously it's irreplaceable because it's handmade and all of that. And it he definitely doesn't get it back or give it to his grandfather in the span of this movie. But he also seems to forget about the fact that he was so upset about this <laughs> the plot dies just full-on dies and i i've never had a really bad lost luggage situation but like what i remember so clearly i met my parent my family uh in germany once where I, we didn't really meet in germany we met at the airport in New York. Um, but they, because of like the way things worked out, they ended up flying into New York and their plane was late. So they made the plane to Germany, but their luggage did not. Oh, bummer. And so it wasn't that it was lost. It just like timing didn't work out. And, you know, it came like the next day on the next flight to Germany and it was brought to the yeah. hotel and it wasn't the end of the world big deal, you know, like. But even in that, like, small period of time, I feel like we ended up calling the airlines, like, two or three times. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, it's just, oh, like the idea that it would just be like, eh, whatever, I've, I'm never going to see that again. <laughs> it's just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Like you would spend the entire happiness is in your control, right? You, you guess what you would be doing when you needed to stay up for twenty four hours? You would be obnoxious with the airlines, <laughs> like absolutely, <laughs> um, absolutely. The, my last, my last, uh, my last, what the fuck moment is about the um, the Christmas game mm -hmm. that they learned to play. Um, is it that it's a bad game? Well, it's just, it's not a bad game because, okay, so ultimately it's sort of like the game of things. If you've ever played the game of things, ultimately what you, what the whole premise of this, of this game is you write down something nice about, or something about a person or like, I don't know, something about a person, about everyone that's there. And then everybody puts, you put it in everybody's little cup. They have a little cup designated for themselves. And then you have to guess who said what about you um so like hannah would have to guess like when i said like we have a podcast together like she'd be like that's katie yeah i wouldn't say like well but but, but in this in the way the first mitchums play this game you would because they're beyond obvious well and that's that, that's sort of my point with bringing this up is they're they're obvious but they also never get to the point of guessing 
because everybody always comments on their comment. <laughs> so like Alice is opening like a thing that says she has a beautiful smile and they go, well, you do. Yeah. And you're like, so they, they keep, they, <laughs> the game isn't actually played. It just ends up being like this really nice fortune cookie thing. <laughs> like everyone. You just why don't you just say something nice to somebody? Right. Make a game about it. Right. Why Why are we wasting paper? (laughs) Sure. I mean, Christmas is a waste of paper anyway. (laughs) 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 Wrapping paper is such a sham, Um, but it's pretty. So whatever. Um, But uh, Alice then takes the game over to the other Mitchum house um, because she's trying to bring a little bit of semblance of Christmas like gaiety into that really cold home. Um, but she's a straight up brat about it. Like she's like, I want to play this game. Yeah. I want to do this and this, that, and the other. So much so that like, if I belonged to that Mitchum family, I might be like, what the fuck is wrong with your fiance? She is really high maintenance. Yeah. Which is not really this character, but she's acting that way and totally not like, I guess, appreciating the family dynamic. As cold and distant as they are, it's still their family dynamic. Yeah, I I hear that completely. I also uh, spent a lot of time being like, couldn't you tell who wrote what based on handwriting? (laughs) Which is why with the Game of Things, there's a reader so that you can't do that. True. I forgot about that part. Yeah, you're right. Also... Play the game of things. It, this is not a sponsor. It, not a sponsor, but fun game also gets dirty real quick. <laughs> How many times can one person write female orgasm? <laughs> How many different people, I should say. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so um, know who you're Speaking playing with. Speaking of the female orgasm, Hallmark Hallmark. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful segue. Uh, so my first one is that she is clearly with the wrong guy because he doesn't listen to her to her and he wants to sell the only thing that's important to her and her her engagement ring does not fit. Um, yeah, I also wrote uh, current boyfriend is a douche nozzle and doesn't understand. <laughs> Love at first sight, a.k.a. Hall Spark. Hall Spark. Yes, there was totally a Hall Just Spark. Just in case that word is not in your vocabulary, Hall Spark is a thing. Yes. We did not coin it, so good job to who did, to them that did. Yes. Um, we have Cookie Baking. Yeah. Used to be engaged. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, you've got a little something on your face moment. Yeah, that was my next one, too. Oh, I have, um... A uh, cell phone is super sensitive to liquid, and it fries the whole thing. <laughs> right. We've had that a few times. Yeah, right. It, like, it, it, it's in the vicinity of liquid, and so it never works again. <laughs> I do have to say, though, for such a sensitive uh, cell phone, when it fries and it stops working, his solution is to then put it into the cup of coffee. It's like a house now. It's like it's home. It wants to be where it, like, in its home. In the cup of coffee. We have decorating the tree. Yes. We have um, uh, that the family store is being wooed by big development. Mm. Yes. Basically the choice between money and love. Speaking of love, 
They say their full names to each other <laughs> when declaring their love. Oh, I know you hate that. Um, I hate it so much. I know who I am, but they don't really know who they yeah. are because they just met and they didn't know who they were when they met. So anyway. Um, we have a one year later. Yes. Um, yeah, that's all I have, too. All right. um, while I'm thinking of it, though, uh, I want to go back to the um, Hallmark um, description that you said at the top before the synopsis, mm-hmm. because it used the word destiny. Uh-huh. Uh, to, like, Mary Mixup will actually turn out to be her destiny, because the movie does end with her saying, you are my destiny or no not the movie doesn't end that way but when they figure out that they love yeah. each other before their kiss right yeah um, she does say i just thought that was funny yes yes um well because there's also like a whole other like clockmaker story that they talk about throughout this and of destiny and the christmas clock. yes yeah um pretty parade <laughs> pretty parade um i have an anti Okay. Do you have a real pretty parade? Um, I just liked that the, the costume designer was like, you know what? Alicia Witt, this, like, very pale redhead, you know what we should do? We should put her in blue because blue works on her. She should wear a lot we of blue. We are all about Alicia Witt in the jewel tones. Yeah, because she looks good in jewel tones. She should always wear good jewel tones. I agree. My anti-pretty parade is in the park where they keep going with this Christmas tree. There are these weird, okay, so there are these statues, but when you first see them, they're covered in these big red burgundy whatever (laughs) sheets with, like, red bows on them, as if, like, for Christmas they're unwrapped or whatever. Um, But then, like, they they look ugly, and then when they are uncovered, they're these, like, weird Dickensian statues, as if, like... it almost to me looks like a Christmas carol in Pompeii. <laughs> so like people were like frozen. <laughs> Except they're also made out of ice. On top of oh, that. Oh right. <laughs> like weird. Like I don't know. It just like they're they're not really talked about. They're kind of ugly. They're creepy they're, as hell. Yeah. So that's my anti. Fair. Um, did you have any across the universe? Only that. I feel like um, Alice and uh, Jules from Princess for Christmas should open a store together because <laughs> they both love antiques pretty much in the same way and especially clocks. Yeah, true. Very true. Uh, so mine was that the his little love walks through the rain speech is essentially the same speech that Adam Sandler gives in The Wedding Singer about a window seat versus aisle seat. Matt has this like love walks through the rain for you speech when when talking about his ex fiance who refused to like drop him off at the entrance to like a presentation he was giving when it was raining and made him drop her off so he had to walk through the rain. Um, but he was the one giving the presentation, but so he should have been the dry one, really. Um, mm-hmm. and it's it just reminds me so much of like you want the person that you're in love with to like think about your needs and your wants too. And in the wedding singer, when Adam Sandler's like, yeah, I'd never been to Las Vegas. I wanted to see the lights out the window and my fiance wouldn't let me sit next to the window to see it. Um, and then that's what happens to Julia. And then everybody goes see the wedding singer. It's great. (laughs) The wedding singer is such a special movie. Like it really, I think is so undervalued. It is 
possibly my favorite Adam Sandler movie. Like I, I do. Oh, hands down. Genuinely love that movie. Uh, do you have any uh, new and noteworthy? I did not. Did you? No. Did you have a supporting shout out? I did. Okay. So even though he's a very small character, I just want to give kudos to the actor who plays Will's dad, like the bad Mitchum mm-hmm. family. Because he was so perfect as, like, the distant, disgruntled father. Mm-hmm. Like, from the beginning, like, the, when you first meet him, he doesn't even say hello. The first thing he says is, who left the suitcase in the front door? <laughs> Which is what, why I feel yeah. like they got the luggage back. Because but unless that. it was Will's. It might have been. But, like, that's such a thing that, like, a disgruntled dad who doesn't give a shit would, like, say mm-hmm. in the moment. Um, and... There's a moment when they're playing that Christmas game where um, the only thing nice that his wife can say to him is makes good money. Yeah. Um, not I love you, not whatever. It just makes good money. And the look on his face of just like the years of torment <laughs> and annoyance. And he says like, right. like he couldn't think of anything else to say. I just thought it was such a real like thing right about a of an unhappy marriage it was a beautiful moment right so that's why he's my supporting shout that's out. fair because also she could have said like works hard and it would yeah. amount to the same thing but be a nicer way to say it yeah yeah what a dick move yeah. you know like <laughs> and the fact that he did seem legitimately hurt by yeah. it i thought was a really nice moment i agree yeah kiss meter wait though oh before we go into Kiss Meter, I have a really unreal okay. segment. Okay. So uh, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, uh, we have some surprise every now and then segments of TV shows that we see Hallmark people in all the time. <laughs> Hannah has done Law and Order uh, One Tree Hill. <laughs> and I have really unreal because a surprising amount of Hallmark actors are in um, the TV show Unreal, if you've never seen it find it on hulu it is very dark but it is a very good show but um the bad mom mitchum mom is also our main character sherry appleby and unreal's mother and they're very similar in that they're both terrible mothers and very distant i didn't look up the actress's name i'm so sorry but really unreal yay all right okay kiss meter Kiss meter. So, um, there are a few kisses in this movie, but I didn't break them out. I gave them on across the board. Everything is the same. Because I said all of these kisses are fine. They're very movie kiss-like. I don't really have any complaints. But I also can't call them out for, like, being great. So, everybody gets a 7.5. Like, it's almost sort of boring. It's like, you did it. Yay. <laughs> we got married. <laughs> oh god so bad <laughs> a different movie um uh, i gave it a seven and i don't think i even noticed the other kisses so well, i think you're right that they're boring yeah i mean there's like they kiss at the after the year of like they go you know they find the ring and they're like i love yeah. you and they kiss and they kiss in the rain and yeah it's just sort of like yeah they're fine so my note for the one when they like you are my destiny whatever I said it was a fine kiss but it happened so fast and it just kind of looked like they shoved their faces together. <laughs> it was like a mwah yeah kiss. 
but it was, you know, earned because they're each other's destiny. So whatever. Yeah. So Hannah, would you watch this movie? This, the premise of this movie is bonkers bananas. Uh, This is a movie that is one of the the ones that makes the least amount of sense if you try and think about it too hard. And I kind of love it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes. (laughs) Yay! How about you, Katie? (laughs) I'm I'm pretty much right there with you. Um, Oddly enough, when I watched this movie for the first time, I felt very like, oh my god, what the fuck is this movie? Like, seriously? Um, but I, but the thing that saves it, I think, for me upon the second time watching it for this podcast um, is Alicia Witt. And purely for um, her, the, how, how she portrays the moment of, Oh my god, I'm in the wrong house. Oh, it's it's hard to watch. It's so hard to watch and she does it with such I don't want to say grace, but she makes really a really good choice in terms of how she's doing it because it's not it the moment could have easily been like wackety schmackety yeah. like or like oh my god, I'm in the wrong house. It could have been easily like madcap. But it wasn't. It was really honest, and she's like almost about to cry. Yeah, you can feel her embarrassment. Oh, it's yeah, beautiful. She, she is mortified. Yeah, like you could, and then you can feel it through the screen. Yeah, yeah. So because that moment to me was so real, and then it carried throughout the movie, and 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 in her relationship with Will, I think that saved it for mm-hmm. me when it could have easily just been so dumb. Yeah, I, I think I think that's. True. Yeah, it's sort of like Alicia Witt bought into this premise and is playing this premise. And that's why I think it works. So good job, Alicia Witt. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And but yes, you know, in a nutshell, um, I do recommend this movie. (laughs) It is fun. It's on in the background. Yeah. Um, Great. Have it. Done. Um, So yeah. So thanks for going on this ride with us, everybody. Um, Christmas. Christmas. Um, it's like it's Christmas. It's been Christmas for a while in Hallmark Land, but um, now I think we can officially say it's Christmas because it's like December now. So yay! Yeah. <laughs> Make sure you're following us for our live tweets, as we've told you about, where one kiss means forever, um, and that's a one and a four uh, on Twitter. Uh, we also use that handle on instagram and we also and we post on instagram what we're going to be tweeting about and all of that so you know if you want like a picture of what you can be looking for (laughs) (laughs) a quick sidebar story about the pictures that you're looking for um my mom I wanted to watch one of the movies based on the picture that we posted on Instagram. She was like, oh, it was it was Midnight Masquerade. Um, it was she's like, oh, that looks so cute. I really want to I want to watch this. And I'm like, OK, well, cool. And then she listened to our episode about it. And then she was like, there is no way I'm watching this movie. <laughs> so if you're curious if you should watch a movie, just listen to our podcast yeah. and we'll tell you. Yeah, we will, we will tell you. but. If 
maybe maybe you're somebody who just listens to the podcast and doesn't really know who we're talking about. Maybe you're like, who is this Alicia Witt person? Do I know what she looks like? You'll find out. Look at the Instagram. Or um, if you're like, why do these people keep talking about this Tyler Hines person who they're like swooning over? Like, is he really (laughs) cute? (laughs) Go look at our Instagram. You're welcome. (laughs) Anyway. Um, So and when you do look at Tyler Hines and discover his glory, you can email us at whenkissmeansforever at gmail.com. And that's all spelled out like it is on the logo. Um, And thank you, as always, to Flint Pastors for our intro-outro music. You can find his stuff on Apple Music, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Happy holidays, guys! See you next time! Bye-bye! Bye! Jingle bells! Jingle bells!